Good morning, everyone. Welcome to Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons. We are located in Maryville, Indiana, 46410. Our phone number is 219-902-0369. Our worship hours is on Sundays at 10 a.m. And our Bible study is Tuesdays at 7 p.m. As well as our Sunday school, which comes on Fridays at 7 p.m. as well. Um, all of those are live. And you can see us on Facebook. Um, also, please check out our Twitter and our Instagram and subscribe to our YouTube channel. Um, don't forget to hit the like button. Don't forget to hit the notification bell so you can get all the latest content that is on this channel. If you would like to donate or be a part of Tenor Meeting Holiness Ministries, go to our website where you will see everything that we do there. Uh, you can reach us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C dot slash 10 of meeting. And if you would like to email us or talk to us, email us at T-O-M-M-I-N-C at yahoo.com. Now back to our service. Welcome to 10 of meeting Holiness Ministries. My name is Overseer Ken Simmons and we are located in Maryville, Indiana. Good morning. And we are going to be in the book of Romans 8 today. And we're going to be talking about life in the Spirit. Living life in the Spirit. And we're just going to jump right in. One says, Romans 8 and 1, and it says, There is therefore now no condemnation for those who are in Christ Jesus. Well, then you look for, okay, well, it has to be some kind of condemnation. It has to be some kind of rules involved. It has to be some kind of guideline involved. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But that's the thing. That is the guideline. As long as you are in Christ, there is no condemnation. That's the guideline. Okay. Right? And see, anything outside of Christ is all condemnation. So you can imagine a life outside of Christ and a life inside of Christ where there is no condemnation and then you have it outside of Christ and everything you do condemns you. Isn't that something? That knowing that if you're not in Christ... Everywhere you go, everything you do condemns you daily. Wow. That's a lot to swallow. Mm -hmm. yeah. So, with the spiritual law that's in place, it forces you to be in Christ. They say, well, God don't force nobody to do anything. No, he does not. But if you do not want to be condemned, you have to be in Christ. That's the only way. Right? right? That's right. Because it tells you in the scripture that if you are in Christ, there is no condemnation. But if you are not in Christ, you are condemned already. 
You don't have to worry about being condemned because you've been condemned. Right. Two says, for the law of the spirit of life has set you free in Christ Jesus from the law of sin and death. So as long as you are in Christ Jesus, you are free. And this is the freedom that you have. Mm -hmm. from the law of sin and death if you are free you are free indeed right but the freedom that you have is that you're free from the law of sin and death you don't have to die spiritually that's right you see You conquer death right along, right along with Christ when you come to Christ. That's right. And it, it just reminds me of the ark when you are in, when you are in the ark with Noah. You're safe, but everything outside of that ark was death. Right. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's the same concept here. Three says, For God has done what the law weakened by the flesh could not do. And it says, By sending His Son in the likeness of sinful flesh and for sin, he condemns sin in the flesh in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us who walk not according to the flesh but according to the spirit. Because we have been condemned in the flesh, Jesus had to die in the flesh. And when he died and resurrected in the flesh, he conquered death. So now you don't have to live in the flesh any longer. That's right. We can live according to Christ. That's right. Who conquered death in the flesh. Right. You see? Mm -hmm. So the freedom, this is what the freedom did. Before Christ... Your flesh and your soul is connected to death. Mm. But what Christ did by dying on the cross without sin and conquered death, He was able to separate your flesh from your soul. So your soul can still rise when your flesh dies. You see? We already know through the scriptures that the flesh is no good. Remember, we was talking about this last week, how the flesh tugs against what you want to do. Yeah. Paul was stating that, you know, what I want to do, I can't, I, I, what I want to do and what I end up doing is two different things. Because mm -hmm. the flesh always makes me do what I don't want to do. Right? right? So as the flesh dies, your soul can still live. 
So your soul gets detached and is free from the flesh. Right. That's awesome. You can't even do nothing but thank God for that. That's right. <laughs> so he says in 4, in order that the righteous requirements of the law might be fulfilled in us, mm. who walk not according to the flesh, but according to the spirit. So now you can walk in the spirit and, and your flesh can be divided from your spirit. And now instead of letting your flesh lead you, when you're not in Christ, you allow your spirit to lead you. Right. Which is in Christ. But you'll still have these urges from the flesh. But your spiritual side will take over. Mm -hmm. Because it becomes more prominent than fleshly things. Right? 5 says, For those who live according to the flesh set their mind on things of the flesh. So if you are in the flesh, you're only going to think of things in the flesh. You're only going to think of cars and houses and clothes and money and things that's going to uh, give you a comfortable living mm -hmm. here. But it says, but those who live according to the Spirit set their mind on things of the Spirit. But here's the difference when you set your mind on things of the Spirit and things of the flesh. When you set your mind to things of the flesh, that's all you get. But when you set your minds on things of the Spirit, you get the spiritual things that's going to help you get the things of the flesh. Right. Right. You see? Mm-hmm. See, your spirit is going to help you in both places. The flesh is only going to help you here. Mm -hmm. Right. Right. Six says, For to set the mind on the flesh is death, but to set the mind on the spirit is life and peace. So you set yourself on, you set your mind on things of the flesh. That's all you're going to get is fleshly things. You might accumulate a whole lot of stuff in your lifetime. Um, me and my wife, we watch um, this these shows about, um, they're like, they show these Victorian homes and, mm -hmm. and, and all of these mansions and uh, from these people way back in the day, you know, in the 15 and they were rich and kings and all of this stuff. Oh, yeah. We watch all of these shows and they have these beautiful houses and all of these things and they go back in time and show you all of this stuff and how they lived and everything. Mm -hmm. But the houses now are decayed. Right. And, it's, and it just goes to show and the more you see these shows, the more you realize that all of the stuff that you accumulate in your life does not go with you. Now they dead and gone. The house is still here, but it's dilapidated. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, they're either ready to get 
torn down or somebody else buys them. And it's so interesting to see because you see these kings and queens and noblemen and all of these different people that was in these houses. And now those same houses, regular folks are buying them. Yeah. <laughs> It'll say king such and such stayed here in this house and it was this and, this. and then they'll go and show who's rebuilding the house and it says and Bob and Kate <laughs> <laughs> is rebuilding and renovating the house, you know. Uh, and it's like regular folks. In that time Bob and Kate wouldn't be able to get this house. Right. No. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? And, and, and you get to see how these things that are made in these days for these people, for themselves, are laid up for the poor folks. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Scripture. Riches are laid up for the poor. Scripture. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And you see it. I mean, we watch it all the time. You see all of this stuff. And, and you'll, be a, you'll be surprised. And the, some of the things that you watch on TV that will give you such revelation mm. on scripture. Yeah. You know, and, and we watch these shows all the time and these regular people just buy these houses and they fix them up and bring them back to their glory or whatever the case may be. <laughs> but it's just Bob and Kate. <laughs> they don't have any titles. They don't have any, you right, know, it's right. Bob and Kate and they two kids. You know. <laughs> <laughs> You don't get to take this stuff with you. No. And then it shows, because when you hear these things and you see it, you'll, you'll hear how majestic the houses were and the people were and they'll show how they were living. And then you'll see the tragic end that it comes to. And then they go into bankruptcy or whatever the case may be. And through the years, the family couldn't keep the house, so they had to sell it off. And all of these different things, it just... It, Having this stuff and accumulating these things and making your life all about you yeah. means nothing if you don't have Christ. Yeah. It all comes to nothing. Mm -hmm. And then you realize at the end of the day. That all of this stuff that you accumulated your own life and you did all of these things was for Bob and Kate. A <laughs> hundred years later. <laughs> Thirty years later. Twenty years later. Fifty years later. You did all of this stuff so Bob and Kate could come and live in your home. <laughs> well, her two kids. <laughs> and they dog. And they dog. <laughs> You know, and we and, and that's it, that's how that's the simpleness of the accumulation of man. But you have nothing to show for when you're dead, and after you're gone. But at least in Christ, you have something else to look forward to. Right. The Book of Revelation and. Revelation 4, it tells you that God told John, come and see mm -hmm. what's next. Mm -hmm. Come and see what's next. Mm -hmm. Make sure that you will be able to come and see what's next. Mm -hmm. 
7 says, For the mind that is set on the flesh is hostile to God. Do you know when you set your mind on fleshly things, you are fighting with God? Hostile. The word hostile yeah. is the root word of hostility. Mm -hmm. Do you want to be accused of being hostile to God? Oh, wow. Mm -hmm. For it does not submit to God's law. The flesh don't want to submit to God's law. Adam and Eve didn't submit to God's law in the end. And they got kicked out of the garden. Right. And mankind along with them. Right? Now, as we move forward, the flesh is always fighting against what God wants you to do. And today we were talking about how opposite the things of the world is according to scripture. That's right. You know? And, and, and that's because the things that we come up with are fleshly things. Mm -hmm. The things that we do are fleshly things. Yeah. God tells us don't have any, you know statues and stuff of him and then and not to worship these things and then we have a thing called the Golden Globe Awards mm -hmm. which is a golden statue that everybody gets for all the stuff that they do mm -hmm. the Emmy Awards is wow. a big old golden man standing there wow. we have award ceremonies that go exactly against what God told us not to do right. don't wow. have these things that we are to worship and to praise and we do it all the time we have award shows that gives you golden statues right. <laughs> wow. wow you know we, we, fleshly things So seven says, for the mind that is in that is set on flesh is hostile to God, for it does not submit to God's law. Indeed, it cannot. Did you know that your flesh will never be in line with Christ? It just said it didn't say it will not. Which will live in some wiggle room. Where it may be. It's up to you. It didn't say that. It says it cannot. It's not going to happen. Right? It cannot. Those who are in the flesh. Cannot please God. And then you read elsewhere where it says, now this is what cannot please God. 
And then we read elsewhere where it says faith is the only thing that can please God. Yeah. Right? Right. So those who are in the flesh cannot please God. This is why the flesh will never line up with God because God is not pleased by the flesh. Right. So anything of the flesh won't please him anyway. And because he will not, he refuses to be pleased by the flesh, the flesh will never be able to do it. That's why works don't work. That's why works can't get you into heaven. Because he doesn't accept them because works are of the flesh. And see, we see, oh, you know, there's a there's a deacon um, that that um, always says you have to separate the red beans from the rice. Mm -hmm. Right. Yeah. So understanding the flesh and what pleases God and your spiritual thing, which is faith, and your faith in Christ. That's spiritual. Your flesh is natural. So your natural state, you have to know what's natural and what's spiritual so you will know which one is going to please God. So you have to ask yourself the things that you are doing in your life. Are they natural or are they spiritual? And if they are spiritual, are they of God? Because there's some spiritual things that's just not of God. Are you working with spirits? Or are you working with the Holy Spirit? Right. Right. Right? Now he says, You, however, are not in the flesh, but in the spirit. Now he goes on and he was telling them, yeah, and you hear, you hear pastors always saying, Now these things don't apply to y'all. <laughs> right and he's telling them now y'all all of this flesh stuff I know it's not y'all this is I'm talking about other folks not y'all <laughs> right. 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 right you however you're, you're not in the flesh but in the spirit all of y'all in the spirit I know all y'all in the spirit oh boy <laughs> if in fact the spirit of God dwells in you. If you have the Spirit of God in you, then you are dealing in the Spirit. How do we know that? Because God will not dwell in you if you are not in His Spirit. Mm -hmm. Now, how do you get the Spirit of God in you? You have to follow Christ Jesus. Right. If you don't have Christ Jesus, God's Spirit will not dwell in you. Well, how will I know if somebody is dwelling, if the Spirit of God is dwelling in them or not? From the fruit that they bear. Mm -hmm. right. You'll hear pastors and preachers and people say, yeah, I can't tell you who, who, who um, saved and who ain't saved. I can. Mm. According to scripture, you can. Yeah. You can tell by the fruit that they bear. You can tell somebody who has the spirit of God and who don't. Right. They'd be acting a fool. They'd be doing crazy things. They'd say crazy stuff. They'd be hanging around crazy people. 
Well, Jesus was hanging around a lot of crazy folks. Yes, he was, but he wasn't doing what the crazy folks was doing. It's a difference. Right. It's a difference if you're pulling them in to bring them to Christ or you joining in to what they're doing. Mm. Why would God put us in a position? This is why he tells us to be, and we saw this in, in um, the scriptures in our Sunday school this morning about not forsaking ourselves among the saints. Right. Right? We have to be amongst each other. Right. And you can tell ones who don't do it. Yeah. They're loners. Yeah. And you see these people that say they're in Christ, but then they all depressed all the time. They don't talk to folks. Mm -hmm. You try to talk to them, they don't talk to you. They always look at me. They don't say much. Yeah. That is not the fruits of the Spirit. Yeah. These are the fruits that they bear. Mm -hmm. Being church 30 years, they ain't never brought nobody to Christ. Never brought anybody to the church. Yeah. Barely come they self. Yeah. When they come, they go to sleep. <laughs> you know what I mean? I mean, you can tell by the fruits that the people bear. It's in there. It happens. So God tells us. You can tell. You can tell. And don't be afraid to know. Right. We're supposed to speak up. Because we're supposed to help one another. Iron sharpens iron. Mm -hmm. How do you sharpen a piece of iron? With another piece of iron. That's it. <laughs> exactly, right? Exactly. I'm a piece of iron, but I ain't got no sharpener. I need another piece of iron to sharpen the iron. Right. So at least two of y'all have to be together. <laughs> to help one another. And then Jesus said, if two or three are gathered, then he's there. Right. Mm -hmm. Which means you'll sharpen two by yourself. Ain't gonna do it. Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ does not belong to him. Right. Right? Anyone who does not have the Spirit of Christ mm -hmm. does not belong to Him. Right. The Scripture says that. If you don't have the Spirit of Christ in you, you don't belong to Him. Right. Well, I don't believe in Christ. Well, I do believe in God. Well, you don't belong to Him anyway. No. No. You can dance around it and all you want. says, but if Christ is in you, although the body is dead because of sin, the spirit is life because of righteousness. And this is the separation 
of the body and the spirit. How your spirit is in Christ, but your flesh is not. And this is what it means to die to yourself. Because you just forget about the flesh. And you just work within the spirit. And when you work within the spirit, the flesh has to obey. It has no choice. This is why God works on the inside out. Now, we talk about the church and we talk about the tabernacle and all of these things and then you'll say, well, the church is in me and the tabernacle is within me. Well, if you watch how God built the tabernacle in the Old Testament, He worked from the inside out. They built everything that was supposed to be in it first. And then they worked on the outside of the building. Because for God, the outside is not as important as what's inside. Father, in the name of Jesus, we just thank you for these scriptures today. We thank you for all of the things that you have shown us in the scriptures. We, we thank you for knowing that we are we can live a life in the spirit and be free from the flesh father we just thank you for what you have shown us in these scriptures today and giving us the wisdom knowledge and understanding of your word now you can teach us and show us all of these things that we can show each other and come together as one we thank and praise your name in the mighty name of your son, Jesus Christ. We pray and say, Amen. Amen. Stay blessed and faithful. Hi. Thanks for watching Tenant Meeting Holiness Ministries. To hear more of God's Word, please subscribe to this channel. Don't forget to hit the like button or the notification bell to get all the latest content that is on this channel. Thanks again for coming. And as always, stay blessed and faithful.